What is going on, all you constant listeners out there in the multiverse? You're listening to the Earth 60 Comics Wire podcast on the Daily Planet. I'm your host, Brian of Earth 16. And in this episode, I'm going to be reviewing the second issue of Nottingham from Mad Cave Studios. You don't want to miss this, folks. Welcome back to the Earth 16 Comics Wire podcast, constant listeners. I hope you all are doing very well this week. And this past Tuesday, this past week, me and Bren vs. Reviews from the Daily Planet interviewed Evan Filicara, who is the leader of the Spidey Squad that actually appeared on the Spider-Man PS4, PS5 video game. And man, was that such a fun interview. We talked about all things Spider-Man. We were all geeking out. We talked about the comics, the games, everything the creators and we talked about this the character of peter parker and how amazing spider-man is and it was a really fun interview and matter of fact i actually posted that interview on youtube so if you type in the earth 60 comics wire podcast on youtube you should be able to see my channel and you'll be able to see that video so right now it's posted and of course don't forget to subscribe to my youtube channel and of course leave a like on that video and please comment um, I'd really appreciate it. And Evan, if you are listening to this, thank you so much for coming on the Earth 60 Comics Wire podcast. It was awesome having you around. We hope to have you around again. Perhaps maybe I might plan a watch party of just binge watching the 1990s uh, animated TV series of Spider-Man or maybe the MTV version of Spider-Man. There's so many Spider-Man animated series out there. And I, for one, I, I like Spider-Man. Spider-Man is one of my favorite Marvel heroes. And, of course, my favorite superhero overall next to Superman. Of course, Superman will always be my favorite hero. I mean, I'm a DC guy, but I'm also a Marvel guy, too. All comics celebrated. Anyway, speaking of other interviews, I'm also going to be interviewing Ronnie Lacassifer from Cypher Comics. He is um, the creator behind Heavens Decoded, which centers around a controversial archaeologist who's recruited by a paramilitary division to study and analyze these odd symbols that are appearing on their Mars base and the moon base, I believe. Yeah, the moon bases. So they're recruiting him to decipher these codes. It should be a really awesome and fun interview. It's a science fiction graphic novel, Heavens Decoded. It's actually on a Kickstarter also, so if you type in Heavens Decoded Kickstarter, it should be there. You should be able to look it up and um, also back this guy's Kickstarter. It's a really awesome comic. And, I, and, it's a, and since it's a science fiction, I'm a huge fan of science fiction. For those of you who don't know, I mean, I'm a Star Wars junkie. So if you like Star Wars, Star Trek, or Stargate, or Babylon 5, Heavens Decoded is the comic to read. So having said all that, we're, I'm going to get into the review for Mad Cave Studios Nottingham number 2. But for those of you constant listeners who don't know... Nottingham is a graphic novel that is a retelling of the Robin Hood mythos. Now, the Robin Hood's usually portrayed as a hero. He's portrayed as a noble hero, but in the universe of Nottingham, 
the roles are switched. So rather than having Robin Hood portray as a hero, he's more of sort of like a terrorist. And the protagonist in Nottingham is the sheriff of Nottingham, F. Blackthorn. And this comic is like a medieval noir. It's, it's a detective story. And it's just so many twists and turns. It's a, it's a really amazing comic. And if you haven't read the comic, I recommend that you pause this podcast right now and read issue one and issue number two. It's that good. And without further ado, here's my review of Nottingham number two. And you don't want to miss this. Welcome back, constant listeners. Now we're going to go straight into the review for Nottingham number two. And the creative team behind Nottingham is writer David Hazen, artist Shane Connery Volk, colorist Luca Romano, letterer Romante Gill, and the publisher is Mad Cave Studios. And synopsis reads like this. A murder at the heart of the castle shakes Nottingham to its core. As the sheriff and captain of the guard scramble to root out a traitor in their midst, more of Ev's dark and tragic past is revealed. And just so you know, constant listeners, there's going to be some spoilers in this podcast. So for the last time, if you haven't read Nottingham issues number one and two, I recommend you pause this podcast and go give them a read. Otherwise, you've been warned. I'm going to go straight into the review. So this issue starts out and it's basically CSI Nottingham with Sheriff F. Blackthorne and Captain Alan Dale on the crime scene investigating the murder of Will Scarlet, who was a zealot or a follower of the Hood and the Merry Men. In the last issue, it was the Hood that killed Will Scarlet to keep him from spilling the beans, to keep him from talking and revealing more of his secrets. And this second issue ends with a with an unraveling that leaves both us, the reader, and the sheriff shocked. So it begins with um, the crime scene, and Ev Blackthorn is reminded of the Crusades. And the Crusades were basically, uh, they were like a series of wars. And according to the History Channel website, and I quote, the Crusades were a series of religious wars between Christians and Muslims, started primarily to secure control of holy sites considered sacred by both groups. In all, eight major Crusades expeditions occurred between 1096 and 1291, and the bloody and violent and often ruthless conflicts propelled the, st- the status of European Christians, making them major players in the fight for the land in the Middle East. And we see an example of these bloody, violent, and often ruthless conflicts when Ev is recollecting his experience during the Crusades. And it took, and he's recollecting one particular memory that took place in the city of Arsi, which is a city in Israel. And it was under siege by the Turks in, in his recollection. And you just see him constantly fighting along with his brother, brothers in arms against the against his adversaries and it goes from bloody to dark when even after the battle it seems that the the two sides the crusades and the muslims in that battle couldn't come to a, a truce and f blackthorne and his fellow crusaders carry out the orders to slaughter everybody and this just leaves him with it, it just really it really shakes him to the core and you could see it in the panel that he is totally affected by that by by that experience and it hardened him and i think in that regard he suffers some kind of post traumatic stress so that was ex- that was his experience in the crusades and it's probably what also made him into a hardened detective that he is portrayed in the comic before the investigation commences in the dungeon we see 
King John, who's an actual villain in the Robin Hood mythos. He's a primary villain in the Robin Hood mythos, an antagonist. He is portrayed in this comic as a snarky politician who just pushes the sheriff around and just curses him out. And he, he's just up in a frenzy and wondering how could a murder in his castle happen. And Ev just reassures him that they're going to get to the bottom of who did the murder, who did the crime, who did the deed. And he starts off his investigation and you can really tell that Ev Blackthorne's a pretty brilliant detective because he quickly deduces that the murderer was left-handed and that also someone let him in. And this is what he tells King John. And his investigation narrows down to three three suspects and they include the dungeon guard by the name of Goodwin, the tower guard by the name of Alistair, and the, and the key master by the name of Carl. Goodwin and Alistair are both terrified. They're, they're, they're scared out of their minds as to the murder that happened. And Alistair basically just tells Blackthorn and Captain Dale of his recollection and saying that he it just happened so fast that he was jumped basically by the hood and the, the key the keys were thrown on him after the murder happened and it turns out that he didn't really have the keys on him before the before the murder happened it was just tossed over to him you see that in the panels and that he was unconscious and that they must have dropped on him so the sheriff scratches him out as a suspect and there's another suspect who's also terrified by the name of alistair and Alistair's recollection of meeting the Hood is really interesting here because the way he describes him is sort of like a dark specter, like a phantom with glowing, glowing eyes. So it's almost like, in a sense, that the Hood's sort of more like a dark legend when he describes him, and sort of like a an imp that just grabs at it, you know, that just strikes fear in 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 his own heart. And the way he described him, and I quote, "This is this is from Alistair, the Tower Guard." I almost didn't believe it when I saw it. It wore the face of the merry men. It was their leader, I'm sure of it. A grinning demon, cloaked and cowled, they call it Hood. He also continues, the way it moved, like a shade, gliding unnaturally through the air. And then when the demon finally reached the forest's edge, it merged with Sherwood and became one with its darkness, disappearing into the forest. And, and basically Captain Dale just, um, asks him like why didn't you raise the alarm and or did you did you bother to raise the alarm terrified tower guard just tells him no i, I didn't because i was scared and blackthorn and dale rule them rule the the two out as as a traitor actually because remember in the comic blackthorn actually said that somebody let the hood in to murder will scarlet and that even blackthorn admits that they're yeah the, those two are probably scared out of their mind and but it doesn't rule out that there's still a traitor so he goes for goes for one more suspect and that is the key master and you would think that it would be a key, the key master because who else has access to the keys so both blackthorn and dale interrogate the key master and he just seems if you look at the panel he seems pretty chill he's just it's not phasing him basically that he's not intimidated by blackthorn's presence or captain dale just like the other two guards were he's just he's a smug and uh, blackthorn requires like so it was your job to guard the keys to the dungeon wasn't it quiet and he also says that but you never handed the keys over did you tell us what happened carl so the smug dungeon guard or the key master tells him that it was just i was just having a normal shift i got the keys from another guy and 
just started my usual shift. I went to my usual route, all is said and done. And then he also mentions that at the time he, 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 for some reason he misplaced the keys and Dale just taunts him by saying that, so, you know, they just magically, so is, is it like they magically got up and disappeared? And F. Blackthorn just goes on to say that it doesn't really explain what happened to the keys. We have a recollection of Carl just fooling around. He's drinking on the job and he's actually fornicating with, with a woman. It later on turns out that after giving his testimony, Carl reveals that he wasn't even supposed to have a shift and that... It was Captain Dale who changed the shift at the last minute. And in a matter of fact, Captain Dale was supposed to be the key master for the night. So basically Captain Dale, so pretty much Captain Dale who was caught. So he basically just runs out of the dungeon with Blackthorn just or running after him. And Blackthorn orders the guards to close the gates and the guards close the gates and Dale's trapped and the chase ends in a scuffle. And Dale reveals to Blackthorn that if Blackthorn captures him, if basically the hood's going to do to him, just like he did to Will Scarlet, he's going to kill him. He's going to murder him and that he has a family to look after. And they're just constantly fighting at each other. But then eventually Dale gets the upper hand. I think the fact that because Blackthorn was just as shocked as we were, we the readers were when we read that, shocked that his probably someone who he trusted took the side of the Merrymen and betrayed the kingdom that they, they sworn to protect. And the, and the issue just ends with Blackthorn gets, gets knocked the freak out. Like Friday status, like Smokey. You got knocked the freak out, man. Like he's just knocked out and Dale escapes and that ends the issue. That was like one of the biggest surprises that hasn't put in this comic. He, he del delivered a shocking twist when it was revealed that the dungeon captain himself, like the 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 guy who runs the dungeon, Captain Alan Dale, was revealed to be the traitor. And he was just playing along. And that, that was like a big shock because it's like, can you, it even begs the question, can you really trust anybody in the, in the castle or anywhere? And it comes to show that with the Marion men and the hood, they can be anywhere. I mean, they can, they can, they can be amongst the people. They can be amongst even the castle. So it's like, they have, they have their own, they have their own infiltrators. And as you read in the last issue too, Lady Marion is of course in league with the Marion men along with Robin, Robin Hood. It actually makes me look forward to issue number three to see what unfolds on. Now I want to discuss the art in this comic also. And the illustration done by Shane Connery and the coloring done by Luca Romano continues to help carry Hazen's writing. And one of my favorite scenes was the interrogation scene with Alistair, the tower guard who describes how the hood came into the castle and how he, when he actually encountered him, sort of like a, like I mentioned before, like a phantom with glowing eyes like a spectra, it almost made the hood seem like a, a myth or like a urban, kind of like a dark legend. And I, I like that. And I thought that was one, that was really cool. That was one of my favorite parts of the comic and how we learned too, with that description that the mask is the face of the Merriman. So it's kind of like their symbol that, that Cheshire cat mask that looks like a, or it's not really a Cheshire cat though, but it's like a mask of a, of a grin, like a smiling snark, like kind of like a, like a grin, like sort of like an elfish grin. And it's just creepy when you, when you look at, when you look at that mask, like I probably mentioned this in the last episode too, you look at that mask, it's just like, it, it's scary. It just sends chills to your spine and I can see why they fear the hood and why King John's probably afraid of the hood too, because I'm pretty sure he's probably seen it at some point. And also too, I 
felt like the flashback to the crusade battle was another example of the art carrying the story and we see that Blackthorn narrates a story too. It, it parallels what is shown in the panels. For instance, like Blackthorn recalling him and his fellow crusaders flooding the city like a wave of righteous steel. And we see him and his fellow crusaders galvanize, ready to battle. Another one would be that when Blackthorn says, all, with all hate and rage and fury, and we see the sheriff and the crusaders just viciously annihilating their adversaries. And of course, the last scene of that flashback was really potent. It was, one, it was, a, it was another powerful scene that shows Blackthorn's black eyes shedding tears at the sight of the post-battle massacre that he and his crusaders carried out against uh, Turkish men, women, and children. Because Yeah, because he mentioned that men, women, and children were killed. And you can tell that he it just it really shook him to the core taking part in this massacre and like i said i think it gave him a form of post-traumatic stress and i of course i have to mention the lettering done by monte gill and especially when you see the first part of the siege of arce when ev is going against the, going against his adversary you, you hear the sound of him just killing his adversary and then of course with the brawl between ev and Captain Dale with a tackle, tumble, tumble, kathunk, just them just brawling at each other out of the dungeon. So I think that pretty much helps carry out the story. And overall, I enjoyed issue number two. I thought it was great, and it had me asking a couple questions. One being that what is Al what was Alan Captain Alan Dale's motive for betraying Nottingham and Blackthorn? Two, what is what is his connection to the Hood and the Merry Man? And three, as Blackthorn further investigates the murder and mystery surrounding the Hood, will secrets about the kingdom, perhaps even King John, be revealed? Because like I mentioned before, I feel like with the Merry Men, it seems like they're everywhere. In that it hasn't made a story where it's like again, I think I mentioned this in the last in the last episode, where it's sort of like a conspiracy tale in addition to being a detective tale or a medieval noir. I feel like it's also where it's like, can you really trust anybody? Even because it felt like the revelation of Alan being the traitor kind of put that put that to motion. And another question would be, will all those mysteries be unraveled as Blackthorn looks back into his past? So overall, great comic. And if you want to purchase the comic, Nottingham issue number two is available at your local comic book shop or wherever comic books are sold. You can also look it up on Mad Cave Studios. They sell it on their on the Mad Cave Studios website as well. So that's going to wrap it up for this review for the Earth 16 Comics Wire podcast. If you're new to this podcast, I appreciate if you continue to subscribe and listen to it. I would really appreciate if you did. And can if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow the podcast or the Earth 16 Comics Wire podcast at Earth 16 Podcast. You can also follow me at Brian of Earth 16. And you can also follow the Daily Planet on Twitter at Daily Planet DC. You can follow me on Instagram at Brian of Earth 16. And my podcast is Instagram on Earth 16 Comics and the Daily Planet's Instagram at Daily Planet DC. So thank you so much for listening. And as I always say, constant listeners, stay ever so awesome. This is Brian from Earth 16 signing out. Hey, 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 hey,